0: Hello, there. It's here, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you are well. So it's the eighteenth of September, Monday. Monday, the eighth. Oh, can't get me where's that this morning. Monday, the eighteenth of September, twenty twenty three. And this one's going up nice and early. I'm recording this one at about quarter past seven. And I'm going to finish off today with these little miniseries I've been doing. I'm going to keep it three parts. I think you'll have got the gist of what I'm talking about here with uh, by the end of this one. And we're just going to talk about another three things which I think are essential life skills and skills you can develop if you don't have them already. And as with a lot of these skills I've talked about in this mini-series, you're probably aware of them. But my question is, do you know them skills to a level that are, that's good? Do you, are you, can you master these skills? Because I think if you can master simple skills in life, your life does get a lot easier. So we're going to talk about three today. Um, two very practical ones um, and one that's, um, I want to say it's a bit more conceptual. Because in some ways, when I talk about—and it's going to be the first one I mentioned today—the first thing I'm going to talk about is the is having an attitude of gratitude, being grateful for things. And we all understand other things we talked last week about. You know, time management. We talked about food. We talked about fitness. You know, we, we talked about ending things. These are things that are very practical. Gratitude is something, quite honestly, which people probably just blow over. They've heard about gratitude. Everyone knows we should be grateful for stuff. And I think a lot of it comes from when we were younger, when we were told, especially back in the the sort of the 70s and the 80s as I was growing up, there was a lot of that idea that when you went after something you wanted in life, you were told to be grateful for what you have. As if to say, you know, don't go after that. You've got enough. You fight. And I think a lot of people, certainly of a certain age, of the category, I mean sort of 45 and above, we were actually put off from going after what we wanted in life uh, because it, we were meant to sound like we were ungrateful for what we had. Because, you know, back in the 70s and 90s, I don't want to sound like you know, some, some old guy, but, you know, it wasn't easy. We didn't have as much back then. Certainly we didn't have as many things. You know, life was a lot simpler, people tell you. It still had its complications, but we didn't have as many things. But I think that gratitude has, has sometimes has been looked at in this slightly airy-fairy way. But I think there's, there is a, a more practical way to look at gratitude. I'm a great believer in this when it comes to being grateful for things. You may not be happy with something right now in your life. You're not satisfied. And I don't think you should be satisfied. You should always look to improve your situation, whatever that is. whether That's mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. You should always be looking to improve your situation. And I don't think you can go forward with something unless you really appreciate and you're grateful for what you've got now. I don't think it's a matter of saying, I'm grateful for this and I don't want anything else. I think it's saying, I'm grateful for this, but I would like to experience that. And that can be very hard for people, as I say. Certainly if you're over sort of 40, 40 45, you know, that idea of I want something more was something that maybe wasn't always encouraged at home. You know, I mean, I've been involved with personal development now for many, many years, and it's become very popular, personal development, self-improvement. But back in the 70s and 80s, there wasn't such a thing. You know, we were very much taught by our kind of, if you like, by our peers, people around us, we learned from them. But a lot of the information of how we should behave in life came from our parents and grandparents who had a very different experience to life. And things like, even like keeping fit um, was something that wasn't that popular. I remember when jogging came out and people used to laugh at people, you know, running around on the street. You must remember if you've a certain age when people used to wear those kind of, really tight, shiny spandex things and do kind of calisthenics, calis, calisthenics, calisthetics, calisthetics, even, you know, and then over the years other things have come in and so fitness became more popular and, and it became something that was actually viable for you to do because before it was like a waste of time, nobody does that and that's why I had many people that probably didn't live as long as they could have done because of heart conditions and other diseases caused by lack of activity. So to be grateful for something is a mindset really, it's about i i i'm grateful for everything you know i'm recording this episode today in my office and i love my office i'm really grateful for my office but i'd like it to be better i'd like to improve it and when i can i would like a new desk i would like some new lighting down here so it's not that i'm, I'm unhappy with what i've got far from it i'm happy with what i've got but i know it can be improved and i think having an attitude of gratitude and being grateful things allows you to be grateful for what you have and also aspire to well what's the next level in this Whatever it is in your life, whether it's personal, professional, whether it's mental, physical or emotional, doesn't matter what aspect of your life you look at, I believe we, we should all be aspiring to be better at it and improve it. Everything can be improved. Every skill you've got, you can get to master it, but there's, then there's different levels of mastery. I always think this: when, when, you, when you're new to something, you can make big strides forward, and I've mentioned it before in recent podcasts where I have now taken up playing my guitar more regularly. And I remember when I first picked my guitar up, I went from not being able to play anything very quickly to being able to play probably two or three chords. And so there was like a, a big jump forward in my capabilities from not being able to do it into being able to play three chords. And if you can play three chords, arguably you can play quite a lot of songs. But as you become better at something, the gaps and the, the jumps forward and the moves forward and the improvement becomes smaller and smaller. And you've got to work harder sometimes for those improvements. So being gratefully saying, yeah, I'm grateful I've got. I'm very happy with that. And also, I'd like to improve it. But for me, when you're grateful, it stops you from whinging and it stops you from complaining. Don't complain about where you are. I'm grateful where I am. I'm grateful for what I've got, but I want better. It's different. To, this is just rubbish. And it's surprising how many people sit in a space and a place of just criticizing everything in their life without doing anything to improve it. Not grateful for anything they've got. And you've always got something. And I say to it, when people, and I have had this said to me, I've said, oh, I've got nothing to be grateful for. My life's terrible. Well, so the fact you can even speak and you're alive to talk is something you can be grateful for because somebody didn't wake up this morning. And it normally shuts them up does that. And I have to kind of stop them in the tracks because to rattle on into this kind of self-pity mode, which is, does serve anybody. So developing the skill of being grateful for what you've got means you're just aware of what's going on in your life, the blessings you do have, and you can build on them. I also think gratitude I and mean, being grateful for what you have allows you to be more aware of the things you do have so you end up u- using your resources better. And one of the skills we have to have in life is using resource well. It's not a specific skill I'm going to talk about today, but everything I've talked about, whether it was the way to exercise, food, you know, time management, all the things we've talked about in this little mini-series, they're all about being aware of where you are, what resources have you got to improve that. So being grateful for what you have, but nothing wrong with aspiring to be something better. But be grateful for what you've got. When you're grateful, you can't be grateful and miserable at the same time. If you're grateful for something and you're, you're grateful for what you have now, it will stop you complaining. So it's a good skill to develop for that reason. And if you've got somebody in your life that does a lot of complaining and is always whinging about something, just stop them and say, just before we go any further, tell me three things you're grateful for. What in your life do you have that you're grateful for? It will change the mindset, it will shift the thinking into something more optimistic. And if they come up with the daft line of "note to be grateful for, them the old, well, you're listening to me, you're alive, somebody didn't wake up this morning, So that's something you can be grateful for, another day to have another go, shut them straight up. So there you go. First of the essential skills, grateful, gratitude. The second one, I could do a full podcast on this alone. I'm going to briefly talk about it, and it may I may do this. It's something I've avoided talking about a lot on this episode on this, on this channel, but it's something that is an essential part of life, it's an essential skill, and it's one if you get it wrong, can be very painful. And it's the essential skill of being able to manage your finances. Okay, so we'll talk about money for a few minutes here. It's amazing how many people that are stressed out, that stress can be can be rolled back to and, and, and worked back to being something to do with lack of money. I haven't got enough money to cover your, your costs, spending too much money, being in debt. These things are incredibly stressful. And yet it's surprising how many people do not develop the skill of using their money wisely. Now, understand this is not about penny pinching or being miserly. It's about being sensible and being smart with where you put your money. Now, I'm a Yorkshireman. There's a bit of a kind of a myth that you Yorkshiremen are tight. Um, I can tell you one thing, I'm not saying this to be to impress you or put you out like I'm some kind of hero. I'm doing it to impress upon you this. Over my time as an adult earning money, I have given an incredibly large amount of money away to other people and helped other people out financially. Being able to help people out financially is a great blessing. The problem is, what I've learned over the years is, if you give somebody some money to somebody who can't manage money, you might as well just throw it in, you know, thrown it in a fire. They're not going to do anything with it. You should only invest your money in things that are sensible and right. we talked in this mini-series about feeding yourself properly. Investing your money in feeding yourself properly is a smart move. If you know how to do it well, I guarantee, unless you're very good at this, and most people are not, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I'm good at it, I can feed people healthy on a really small budget because I've developed that skill and I've developed, it I say, it's good for me physically, but also it's good for me financially. If I go to the supermarket with £20, I can feed our household two people for a week. Now, that's not a lot of money because we make sensible choices. Spending money on equipment that you need for whatever it is in your life, if you want to go to the gym, Investing money in a good gym, investing money in a, um, some health equipment. Maybe that's a cycle, a bike to go around and cycle on. Maybe you want to invest in something to be walking, like your your shoes. If you're going to invest in something, invest in good quality equipment because buying cheap is false economy. Somebody once said, an old friend of mine, if you buy cheap, you buy twice. It's true because you end up having to replace it because it wasn't good enough. If you need something for a part of your life to improve yourself or to keep your life comfortable, always buy the best you can physically buy. I know not everybody has access to lots of money, but you have got the access to make good choices. Also, a good way to manage your money, if you're wanting some equipment or you're wanting to buy something, even clothing, look for the option of pre-used or second-hand. Um, That used to get a bed wrapped in that, but now with the invent of the, what's the word they use? Um, Retro clothing. You know, retro stuff. uh, I don't know what they call it now. Pre-loved, I think they call it now. It sounds better than second-hand, but yeah. Last two pairs of my walking shoes have come, have been pre owned. They've only been worn once, both pairs, but they were still pre owned and I got a good discount on them. So, using your your, sell, your skills at managing money will have a big impact on your quality of, of how you experience life because life we know money is upsetting. So, look at the ways you can kind of cut off things you don't need to spend. Um, I'll give you an example. Only in August this year, I clipped off Netflix. Amazon Prime, all that streaming stuff. I wasn't watching it, wasting money. The reason I did it was I got an email from Netflix telling me, because my daughter used to watch it. And saying, You know, it's not in your they're not watching it in your household, we're gonna start charging them. I thought you can kiss my ass. So I cancelled it because I thought I ain't paying more money for these. But you're giving it away, you know, I shared it with two people. My daughter to both my daughters and me, we shared an account. I stopped that once I started to get switched on. I just thought, it's just greed, Netflix. It's just greed. So, a bit of a mini rant there. Back to point. Point is, use your money sensibly. I guarantee you, wherever you are right now, if somebody sat down and went through what you're spending your money on, you could reduce some of that. You should never reduce spending money on things that improve you. Gym membership... Maybe if you've got some accountability or some coaching, maybe if you've got somebody that helps you with your health, some kind of massage that you go to or some kind of personal trainer. These are things that are good investments because they're investing in you becoming a better you. If it's that, I would always be looking to reduce them last. There's always something below that that you don't need and non-essential you can, you can get rid of. So smart finances means you're making sure that every month you know, you're using your money wisely, and you've got to sometimes get into the habit of saying, well, oh, maybe I can't afford it this month. I'll do it next month. Sometimes delayed gratification can save you a lot of money. Wanting it now, that means you'll throw it onto a debit card, credit card. You'll get some kind of shop um, finance package, which charge you a fortune. That's not smart. So we're looking for ways to invest in improving yourself. And if you can invest your money in investing in ways to invest and make your money. So you get more cash flow, That's the ultimate in smart financing. Um, it's important. So that's, again, one of the skills, managing your money and ensuring you're not overspending is another essential skill. And finally, we will bring this little mini-series to a close with one simple life skill, which I believe if people developed would reduce the amount of stress a lot of people have overnight. Overnight. I'm building this up, are um, You've probably read the introduction to this, actually. If you read the episode introduction, you might know what this next one is. I, I shouldn't have put it on. But I have done so anyway. Let's get into it. The habit and the skill. More than the habit, but the skill of saying no. It's surprising how many times we're pulled into something we didn't want to do that ends up causing us time, stress, money, because we didn't have the ability to say to somebody, no, I don't want to do that, or no, I'm not doing that. I struggled to say no for many years. I've got a lot better of it over the last four or five years. And when I started to develop this skill of saying no, everything got easier. I started saying no to things that I didn't want to do. You're not obliged to do anything. This is is something, I share this with my clients and I'll share it with you guys now. Everybody has got the right to ask you anything they want. Can you do this for me? Will you go here? Can you give me that? Everybody's got the right to ask that nothing wrong it's a free country anybody's got the right to ask it in the same way you've got absolutely the right to say no without justification without going round in circles we've talked about one of these essential skills you mentioned is effective communication no do you want to go here no thank you would you like some of this no thank you and it's a habit we can develop i'll tell you how i develop mine and it's just i don't know whether this works the same in other parts of the world but in the uk Certainly, in local shopping centres, if you go to some kind of covered shopping centre or anywhere where there's a, a mass of shops, you'll have these people stood outside with some kind of stand trying to get you to uh, benefit some charity. Okay, you know, I don't know, Whippets or something, grey, greyhound, greyhound Spa Days or something, or Look After Greyhounds or Save the Whales. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. All these things are, f- are very valid. I'm sure they're a fantastic organisation do a lot of work, good work. But what I've noticed over the years, when it started off, these were people that were kind of, clearly they were part of the organisation. Um, you see it especially in the UK when it comes to people selling the poppies for Remembrance Sunday. These are veterans or people that have got, really got an interest. I've got a lot of time for them. But what developed over the years is people put young people in there to be pressure you into signing up for a monthly charge for their charity. I agree less with that. So I support certain charities, but certainly I don't want badgering in the street. So for years, I used to avoid, if I saw somebody up in front of me, I'd walk away, I'd walk around. And one day I thought, why am I going through shops, pretending to be on my phone, you know, making myself feel uncomfortable because somebody has chosen to to stand in a shopping centre and and, and, and try to sell me something or get me involved with something. So I knew I had a problem saying no. So I went for a period of time. I went to every single one of these. I walked really close, made eye contact, because you make eye contact, you know they're going to talk to you. Um, they say hello sir have you got two minutes no oh can i interest you in no and i even got somebody once got right from it oh so you're not interested in helping the children no and i got so good at it to the point now don't bother me at all and it, and once i start saying no to them i start saying no to people that were a bit close to me who asked me stuff can you pick me up from school dad no can you lend me some money dad no will you come and bring that thing to my house because i can't bother getting out myself no When you get in the habit of being able to say no, it becomes easier. And it's a skill you've got to develop. And if you develop the skill of saying no, you will save yourself a lot of time. Like I said, time, energy, money, just by saying no more often. Um, For me, people find this so difficult to say no. And if you look at somebody who's highly stressed or bad with the time management, it's generally because they can't say no to things. I've got better at it. It's a skill I've developed. You can develop it too. So there you go. That's pretty much it. Really. That's the end of part three. So we've gone through three of them now. You've got three parts of these essential skills. Um, I hope you've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed doing this little mini series. It's just given me a little focus for the last three weeks, which I've appreciated. Um, and I'm really enjoying the September. It's been a good month so far. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I'm going to say that going forward, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, anything things you'd like some hints tips advice on my thoughts on just drop me a line garethboot.com i haven't asked this for a while and people did used to send me stuff they'd like to talk about so if you do feel there's something you'd like me to discuss if it involves you doing something that's going to make you a better you improve your wellness mentally physically or emotionally drop me a a little contact at garethboot.com and i will do specific episodes on that but for now i hope you have enjoyed this mini series i hope you've taken it on board and i hope you will be developing some of those skills if you haven't already got them because those three skills today along with the other six I've give you are, i think are really smart essential skills to start with and they're all doable i can assure you because i know every single one of them i've had to go from being not being able to do it to getting better at it and in some case being good at it so it's doable so don't give me the excuse you can't of course you can it's all in your mind right i will see you next monday for another episode thank you for listening to this one until then take care